Hello, everybody. It's Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault, and it is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. Very excited to the show today because it's going to be a lot of fun. And Adrian is really nervous, and it's pretty cotton picking cute. He <laughs> loves Mo Adwan, and he should. He is a good man. He's solid. He's fun. And I love him too. So we inherited him through a guy named Rick Raditz. And uh, as usual, you end up liking the other guy more than the first guy. Sorry, Rick. Not true. <laughs> we like Rick too. But it's a great day in River City. We got him, huh? We've got him. I we've, love this guy. Yeah, we've wanted you on for a long time, Mo. Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm glad to be here. So I all. I always most enjoy the show when I feel like I am getting to introduce someone incredible to the world that not many of our audience will already know. And Mo is one of those guys. And I, what I love about this person, first of all, is his heart. Uh, you, you get to know people and, and you just, you can tell when you're, when you've got somebody that really is genuine in who they are. And, and Mo is that person to a T. And then I heard his story and I, I, this is literally the first time I think I've ever read a bio on the radio, but his bio is so cool. And, and we're going to get into his story in, in more detail in a second, but his bio and his background is so amazing that I am going to read it. And I promise I'll go fast and not no, be before you do it though, here's what? what happens to us with every show. Whether it's whoever it is, I'm telling you, they, they hand us their dossier of questions they want to ask, and we heave it in the trash because we want to talk to the person, not the resume, except when it comes to Mo. And I am going to tell you, this is going to blow your mind. This guy is a rock star of epic proportion. Take it away, Adrian. All right. So Mo is just a remarkable guy. So he, Mo arrived in the United States at age 18 to build his life. He put himself through college by making falafel and driving taxis before graduating from the University of Colorado, Denver, with a bachelor's degree in accounting. In 2009, he founded Royal Bookkeeping and Accounting and has since gone on to help businesses scale, helping numerous firms to go public. He has founded or co-founded and invested in over 30 businesses, including New Life Natural, which hit number 16 on the Inc. 5000 in 2020, Meetin.com, a rapidly growing Zoom competitor based in Vancouver, and RBAS Payroll, which was acquired by Paychex. Adwan has earned a reputation for teaching entrepreneurs to succeed and has spoken to, mentored, and coached entrepreneurs all over the world. Mo is also a major philanthropist. He is a board member of Denver's Mile High Club, a professional membership organization that fosters discussion on a broad range of subjects relating to the community. And he supports Friends of Jewel, which enables Sengalese girls to achieve success through educational resource. Mo has two sons and enjoys hanging out with them and golfing in his free time. And Mo, that is a crazy, impressive story. And it just doesn't even begin to do justice to who you are. So first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and for the introduction. It's great to be here. I'm a huge fan of your show, huge fan of Tom for, for, for a long time. So this is a great opportunity. Well, we want to know the man behind the story. And you, I, I want you just to start, tell, tell our audience where you grew up and what led up to you coming to the United States at 18 years old? Well, it's the American dream started for me when I was seven years old. 
um, and, and I was a huge fan of the US. Uh, I was born and raised in, in the West Bank area in Palestine. And uh, growing there, I start watching American shows. One of them is MacGyver, where a duct tape will sa save the world. Uh, the other one, Hulk Hogan. And then that got me really interested in life in the US. And I started dreaming about one day I'm going to make my life uh, in the US and, and, uh, and work my way around getting there. So I really worked really hard and started doing research. So I memorized everything about San Francisco because my uncle lived there at the time. So I started asking him questions. And then I fell even more in love with it that I learned that you can work in the US and go to school at the same time and make about $800. That was the number that my uncle threw at me when I was so low. And, and then I put it in my head. So the first thing I did, if you enter my room when I was like seven, eight-ish, you will see a huge picture of MacGyver, a big picture of Hulk Hogan, and then an American flag. Wow. And every night I will look at those pictures and one day I'm going to be there. I don't know how, because coming to the U.S. is almost next to impossible. And you will, I, I will talk about that also, how uh, the journey took me to get the interview and the visa. So that was so exciting. So growing my love to the coming to the U.S. to live the American dream started when I was seven. Every year has just got better and better. The minute I finish high school, I need to apply for a visa, student visa, to come and go to school in San Francisco State University. That was the school that was in my head. That's where my uncle graduated from. So I got that idea and, and I, started, I was so hungry to get to that dream. Uh, so one day after my high school, uh, I applied for school, San Francisco State University. And uh, I remember uh, they sent me for an interview at the US consulate in Jerusalem. And, uh, and I started, uh, I took the first bus about 10 to 11 PM for the next day interview. And I got there about three in the morning and there were lines of people. The line probably has 100 to 200 people waiting to interview that day. Two people got granted a visa that day, me and another person out of all these people. So right there, it's the happiest moment I have ever lived in my life. I don't know how I made it to back home to my house after I got the visa. I think I must have flew or got teleported there. <laughs> I don't remember any of that. So wow. I get home. I'm so excited. I'm going to go to the United States. I'm going to work and become a taxi driver because that was the job that my uncle told me I can do, become a taxi driver and make $800 and go to school at the same time. So I'm so excited. But now we're faced with a problem. How do we get the money for the airplane ticket? Yeah. So, so my mom gave birth to my brother two weeks before then. And, and somehow she was able to, she, she got a, a check for $600 help from the government when she gave birth. So she gave me that check and the ticket was $621 one way to America. Wow. Wowie. Yes. And, and that was the happiest moment uh, in my life, landing in San Francisco. Uh, about in the late afternoon, my uncle, wife and kids came to the plane. Back then you can walk actually 
almost inside the plane right. to meet somebody. Yeah. So they walked in, I, I came out and they said, we're taking you uh, to dinner. And, 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 and I was just in, like amazed by the scenery, the cars, the, the, the buildings, downtown San Francisco, O'Farrell Street. And then they took me to, uh, to a place where I had my first American dream and they hand you the food through a window. It's called <laughs> McDonald's. Oh my God, it, it was the best meal ever. <laughs> I enjoyed it so much. I was like, food through a window? This is the land of opportunity for sure. So, so excited, so excited. So the very next day I start working. And the way I start working is they ask, uh, how do I get downtown? So my uncle wife said, this is the bus you take. It will get you to the stop you get off and you start looking for a job. And that's when I start looking for a job the very next day. And I hit about 30 businesses by noon. And I couldn't find any job at the time because they kept asking me for something called social security number that you have to have in order to get a job, which <laughs> I didn't have. Neither I know what that is. Yeah. So it was pretty interesting. Uh, and, then, and then I'm walking down Market Street trying to figure it out. I ran into a mosque. So I figured, and it was a Friday noon, I figured some people are going to come out of that after the prayer and maybe I can ask them and they speak the same language. So I was trying to connect the dots and remember this advice, always look for the smiley face. So I stood outside forecasting people and looking and judging people and see who do I want to approach and ask for a job. So I start looking for the people who are smiling the most. And I walked to the first guy, was not very helpful, but the second smiley face was amazing. It was amazing. He was like, sure, you're kid. You, you just landed. He called his friend over. We got so, he got so excited. He said, yes, we'll help you get the job. No worries. But first, we have to take you to lunch. And that's where I discovered the second most amazing thing that I have ever, I never seen before. So they took me to this place. And they have piles of food on the table and you can fill your plate of as much as you want and eat it. I was shy, so I didn't do much. And it's called Indian buffet on, in San Francisco. Oh my God, <laughs> the food was so good. I was careful to know the name so I can go back at a later time and eat a full meal. So that was the, 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 the story, the second day in the US. And then they took me to this falafel place uh, and the guy hired me on the first day where I worked seven days a week for the first two and a half, three years, literally just one half day off on a Thanksgiving, which I didn't know what Thanksgiving was until he said, there is no customer today, it's called Thanksgiving, so you guys can go home. <laughs> uh, but during that time, I worked seven days a week and five days school. So every day I will take um, a sandwich home so I can eat it at school and then when I get to work, the first thing I eat. So that was my source of, of food uh, for the first two and a half years. How and much so, money did you have in your pocket when you landed in the United when States? When I landed, uh, I had uh, almost $300. Wow. $300. That... Uh, but by the time school started, uh, I, I ended up saving for the semester. And I lived in a, in a hotel the first two weeks I lived with my uncle. Then I lived in a hotel on Mission Street. For, for those of you who know San Francisco, Mission Street is not where you want to be, but that's where I lived 
um, in a hotel for the first few months until I was able to share a room with another guy in the Sunset area. Um, so, so that was uh, that was the story. And then for the and then two and a half years later, I was able to. I was 21, so I applied to become a taxi driver. But there's a catch in a taxi driver at 21 in San Francisco is I worked for this company where the insurance did not like my age. I'm too young, so I'm a high risk. Oh, yeah. But the owner was so nice and he knows I go to school and I'm doing all this. So what he will do, he will fire me every two weeks because the insurance will refuse me. And then I will apply again and work again for two to four weeks before I'm fired again. So I did that for a year. It was amazing. By then I can afford my own food. That is so awesome. What a story. We're talking to Mo Adwan, who's an investor, a philanthropist, an entrepreneur, and just a perfect example of the American dream. We'll be back right after this. Stick around. And he tries to back people just like him. I know. That's what's so beautiful. It's Put so the people cool. up. So I know. I'm going. Scott to. Schilling's here, man. I know. That's the, the best. Holy mackerel. I can't believe it. Thomas Vela, Christina, Terry Dawson, one of the smartest women I know. Chad Williams, human being. Look at Christina. Incredible. Elizabeth Larson, Thomas Vela, J. Michael Smith, Kirk Barber. Very good to see you guys. If you ever thought the cards were stacked against you, no. And we're back. It's Tom Chenault. It's the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. We are here on the Genesis Communication Network. Thank you, Ted Anderson, for keeping us around all these years. And we're talking to my buddy, Mo, who is an absolute gem. And we wanted to spend some time getting to why this guy is so about the underdog and looking for guys just like him to back with his money and his expertise because he knows literally everybody has got a story that will bring you to your knees if you'll just take the time to listen. And he's looking for those people whose stories are rich and tough and everything, but it doesn't define them. It makes them stronger. That's Mo. And take it away. Yeah, absolutely. Thank so Mo, I, I want to fast forward a little bit and <laughs> and get into a bit of your entrepreneurial life because you've done so much there. And so you got an accounting degree, you come out of that accounting world and, and that was, and your first sort of entry into the world of entrepreneurship was in the world of accounting, correct? Correct. Yeah. So uh, it took me about 10 years to graduate bachelor degree because I was working and going to school at the same time. But along those times, I did many internships. I will call companies and say, Hey, can I intern for free? and just learning about business and how to connect the dots and see, I, I know I have a grand vision to be something, but I didn't know what that is. I allowed everything else out there to lead me to it. So I started my accounting company in 2009 with, uh, with very little money and very little experience. We, we all know that time was tough because it's right after the crash. However, I start offering services for free in just going from business to business, trying to offer them uh, services. By 2014, we built really nice, sizable accounting firm. At the same time, I start investing in real estate and small businesses. So if you have a business, the deal I was making with them is, I can grow your business, but I will not charge you any money. The way I will charge you is I want equity. If we succeed and achieve those 
goals that we set forward. So I end up doing that with a bunch of companies between 2014, 2000, uh, 2016, I was able to probably seven to 10 companies that we end up helping. 2016, that's when we start in, I started as a group investing in other businesses financially and also with experience. And one of them was a new leaf natural. Um, we started in 2016, I came on board to help them out. By 2019, they were number 11 on Inc. 5000. And we had even an offer from Johnny Walker at valuation of $400 million. Yeah, we took the sales from 20,000 monthly sales to 4 million monthly sales at some point. And, and the, the concept we used is very simple. Stay focused on the product in trying to improve the product and have less excuse. A lot of companies that I go into when I'm trying to help them out, they have too many products or too many services. So what I focus on, my main thing, focus on, on lower those SKUs, the product, and lower the services. Focus on one to four things. And then you can focus on those so all your energy is going in one place. And then you can focus on providing value to take them to the next level. And, that, and that's one of the main things that we did. How interesting. So you so you started off the your entry point into those organizations was you you came in and you were offering them some of your accounting services and and getting equity sort of as the substitution for getting in there and that's that has kind of led you into this model of being able to help all these companies uh, and, uh, yeah not even offering them accounting if if they're a client of mine that's great but if they're not a client and I see a business I did a lot of uh, mentoring to yeah. businesses if if you have a question you need a couple of hour consulting i'll do it for free and that allowed me to discover amazing business opportunities number one but also amazing entrepreneurs in in the main concept when when i do an investment or i invest my time with somebody i look at the operator because that's the most important and valuable asset in the company is the, is is the actual operator not the product not what you're selling but the operator there you go. It's a it's a people business more than it is anything else at the end of the day. Correct. Correct. That is so cool. So you you worked with New Leaf Naturals, made it to 11 on the Inc 5000. One of your Yeah, one of your magnificent obsessions is meetin.com that you're working with right now and they're taking over the world and and taking on Zoom, which is the 8000 pound gorilla in the world of video conferencing and they're making huge waves and you're just out there supporting these organizations and helping them to be able to go to the next level and that's led on to some really amazing things so we're going to take a quick break here and uh, on the other side i want to pick that thread up because i've seen how you continue to operate at a higher and higher level in supporting these organizations and opening new doors and doing some cool new things. So we're going to talk about that on the other side. Our guest is Mo Adwan. And if you are listening on the radio, I'm going to read this out to you because I want to make sure you go and check out Mo and what he has to offer. So he has a link tree. So it's link tree, but T-R dot E-E and then slash Mo, M-O-E, Adwan, A-D-U-A-N. So make sure you go check him out. We'll be right back. I blew that. <laughs> Sorry, Tom Sheffield. That's our producer. <laughs> we missed it by five seconds. 
man alive you are a rock star mo and you guys are going to understand why we love him right after the break it took us a long time to get here but i will tell you this guy is amazing and he's going to be able to change your life Chantel hansen i love you here we go and we're back it's tom chanel it's adrian chanel it is the legacy leadership show and we are having a blast with somebody who is one of the most amazing guys because he's so accomplished, he's so deep, but you would think when you sit with him, you are the only person in the world. He is so present and so giving. It's just unbelievable. All he wants to do is pay it forward. And all he does is that, and it has paid off in spades for him. And the entire premise is it's the human being that drives the whole thing, not the technology, not the company. That's important, but he backs the people. And I love that. Don't you? I, I absolutely do. And so, Mo, you know, I, I feel like we'd be missing a huge piece of who you are in your story if we didn't get into talking about what you do as a philanthropist. And, I, you know, there's such an intertwining of, of what you do with entrepreneurs and what you're doing there. And so I'd love for you just to, to share, especially some of the, the work that you're doing here in, in our hometown of Denver with the homeless, because I just think it's remarkable and it's something that we want to shine a light on. Sure. So, um, so I, I start with people. I like to start with people when they're really young, because I think that's when you really get uh, to change somebody's life and make a huge difference. Uh, so, what I do, I did from day one, uh, is have internship programs at my company. Every company I do. So, I have programs with. Uh, with the uh, CU Denver, with Metro State. So we bring students, I think over the years, we have over a hundred interns who come through my companies to do internships. And we grade them, some of them, we hire them. So investing in young entrepreneur is the key here because they, 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 their brain is like a sponge. They take the information and they really value it. On the, on the other side, as a community, I'm a member of the Mile High Club, which is uh, in Denver. It was founded 1902. And, uh, and what we do is we bring the community to certain issues that, 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 below, that, that basically affects our community and where we live in. Because I'm a big believer, if you live in a community, you have to put your heart and soul in it. And you cannot be who you are without the community help. You could be successful, and I know successful people, but unless you're connected with your community, with your people, with the society you're in, you're nobody, unfortunately. Uh, the, the, the homeless shelter project, we bought a building west of Denver right here, and we were trying to, um, to, to turn it into a homeless shelter. Unfortunately, that project, uh, we're, we're facing a lot of difficulties because the neighborhood does not want us to have that kind of business down there, which I understand. So we might be turning it into a different project, but that's still in the works. It has not been completed. Um, we might have to shift it in order to implement that. And that's part of giving to the community, part of being true to the community you're in. I know I didn't grow up in the US, but you are where you live and you need to contribute to the community you are. And that's how you become true to your ancestors and who you where you came from in my opinion so i'm here that's where my heart and soul need to be that's that's beautiful and it is it's so i, I think it's so important there's important causes all over the world 
and it's not to say that you don't take on some of those causes as well. But we really, you know, investing in caring for what's happening in your own backyard is such an important thing, and uh, and and it's much needed. And so, I, I love that you're doing that. And one of the one of the things that I'm curious about is, you know, I, I, speaking of of making contributions all around the world, uh, it. it it has come a bit full circle for you recently in having some opportunities to leverage your background and, and your ability to speak multiple languages. And especially in, in the Middle East, where there's a hunger for some of the experiences and the knowledge that you have have uh, have come to pick up along the way. Talk about some of what you're doing on, on the other side of the world. Absolutely. We have a saying, uh, if, if you want to change the world, you start with your own backyard which means the start in here and then you venture out. So one of the things I'm doing, I really want to help entrepreneur around the, the world, but mostly in the Middle East because I do speak Arabic. So that's one of the things uh, we, we're trying to focus on. So I was uh, in a tour about a month ago in Dubai. We have, uh, we have planned an event in November. It's going to be in Dubai. And then we have one in Jordan. And I met with the Minister of Labor and a bunch of business people there that we're going to collaborate with them with with certain softwares uh, they're working on and basically um, implement consulting agreements with them to help entrepreneurs in that in that region uh, i feel the world is becoming one world and especially with technology right now uh, you can outsource things everywhere and i want to make sure we help everybody because if when you help people people help you and what's happened with us is every time we sit down with you, your comment is not what are you going to do for me? Your comment is you need to meet this guy. You need to meet this guy. You need to meet that guy. And what Mo's done is unbelievable because he's created connection all over this planet. And he's got the connections for everybody that you can imagine to help you build your business, to help you do what you're going to do. If you, if you turn on the news down here in Denver, Colorado, all of a sudden they have the business section and here comes Mo and he's out there advising small businesses in Colorado. And then it goes all the way to a global platform because it's all the same. The people that you treat right in business will be the business, the people you do business with forever. Mo understands it. He's connecting the dots like we've never seen before. And he talked about young people and he and Adrian, I mean, I'm not in that category. These two have just locked arms. And I watch what he did with Rick Raddatz and this company called meetin.com. And it's just amazing because you can see it marching forward at a really, really great pace according to a business plan that is an orchestrated plan to build a big business. And most people don't do that because they don't have a mo behind the scenes, not taking the credit, but really driving the bus. It's pretty remarkable, don't you think? I do. I do. And, and he's helped us in contact mapping a lot. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, two things I'll say to that. One is, Mo, the, the biggest thing that I've learned about you and learned from you is when you think about helping your your knowledge is absolutely a major part of what you're able to share to help but so often i watch you think in terms of how do i put the right people together in order to help this business or this person get to where they need to go and so it seems that you works 
as much through your knowledge as through your connections. Is that true? Uh, 100%. I used to be a member of this network group um, a while ago, and they said one sentence that always stuck in my head. This was many years ago. Givers gain. The more you give, the more you gain. And, and it's been one of those things I live by. If I see somebody who needs connection with somebody else, I'm the first person to make the connection, not, not looking for anything in return. And somehow it always comes back with a nice return. But talking about meeting, yeah, meeting is, is a platform that we just actually signed a contract, um, exclusivity contract with the whole Middle East. They will be using it uh, out of Jordan, starting out of Jordan and the whole MENA region. They're going to be using meeting.com, uh, which is a platform my friend and my business partner came up with, Rick Radat. And, uh, and since then, we, we, we we, we've been working really hard on, on getting it on an international platform that could compete with Zoom. It's an American company, so we're really excited uh, to, for everybody to use and, and get it some market share. That, that is so cool. And, and what I love about what's going on with Meetin is that you it, it's this sort of egalitarian approach to how to create connection amongst people where it isn't this big corporate thing it is it's it's it is available to everyone and it's creating this sort of real-time sense of connection that organizations are are really latching onto because it's so seamless and so rick who's the the technical visionary behind what meeting is all about combined with Mo and his expertise and Scott and some other amazing people who are, are involved in that project. It's just, it, it's really Oh, Scott Schilling's involved with that too. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about that guy. Yeah. Forgot about you, Scott. Sorry. <laughs> How could you? I know it's unbelievable. <laughs> so Mo, you're, as you're putting on these seminars and doing some of these things, what, you know, what's really the heart of the message sure. that you are sharing with entrepreneurs? Sure. So I built a business model uh, called the matrix, uh, and basically it's five level. The survival stage, the stability stage, the growth stage, innovation, and graduation. So each business should run into through those five stages, which is you start a survival stage where your emotion is high and low. You're so excited, but you're depressed 10 minutes later because you're doing everything. And that survival stage has a limitation. If you extend your limitation being in that survival stage, most likely your business is going to plateau or fail. So what we do in, in, in what I try to teach my student is you go to survival stage because it's really it's a really important stage to go into, but you don't stay very long. Then you jump into stability where you build foundation, leadership. Once you focus on that leadership in foundation and team and upgrading your client base, then what you do, you go into growth and start acquiring and go uh, higher and higher in the business. And then you decide in my household items, I'm in innovation mode. I'm making a lot of money. I want to invent something where, where it's last. That's one option. And then you decide, how do you want to graduate? Do you want to, do you want to file for your S1 and become public or become a silent partner or do an M&A. But that's the model. It's called the matrix and it's five stages, survival, stability, um, growth, innovation, and graduation. 
and that's the model I work with entrepreneurs from step one all the way to to that step five. That is so cool. And you want to plug into what Mo has going on. Uh, and the best way to do that is to go and check out his link tree, which I'm going to put up here on the screen for those of you who are watching live. And for those of you who are listening on the radio, if you go to link tree, so it's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E for link tree slash Mo, M-O-E, Adwan, A-D-U-A-N. Go and check out the resources that Mo has there to help you as an entrepreneur, wherever you are in your entrepreneurial journey, to continue to move through those five stages and to create the the future and the impact and the outcome that you are dreaming of by learning from somebody who has you know done it at the highest level and has helped a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of companies to be able to do that. It's so important. It's so powerful. So make sure you go check out Link. Uh, Mo on Linktree, uh, and you can always search him up on on any of the social platforms as well to find him there. But you will not regret doing that. So we're going to take another quick break here before we come back for the final segment. You're listening to the Legacy Leadership Show with Adrian and Tom Chenault and our guest Mo Adwan. We love you, Mo. It is so fun you. having you here. My wife is even watching. She's on the top of. She just ran at like <laughs> a six minute mile up a mountain. Pretty cool. Oh, she just yeah, flies. I mean, the woman is just a whirling dervish. It's really good to see her just out there exercising like crazy because she has been putting on some weight and she's trying to peel it. So, no, I could not. You, you don't want to tell her that, Tom. All right. I won't. She won't hear that. She looks There's amazing. No I, I came to your break. house about a couple of months ago. She looks yep. amazing. All right. We're back. It's Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault. And it is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. You guys, I know you're wondering why in the world we had Mo on here if it's a home-based business show, because you've got a home-based business. And if you want to scale it, what you're doing in your little business, no matter how small it is, is the same thing Mo's doing. He's taking something that's an idea and turn it into something gigantic, which was what you're up to. Treat your business like a business. Go look at his link tree. Learn those stages. Just think about your business, man. That for, It's so frustrating at the very beginning. Then it gets a little bit of stability. It's all the same. So play it big. Get hold of this guy. He is He's a mentor to me. I said that earlier today, which is hard to believe because he's like 12. It's very cool. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I totally agree. So Mo, you know, you're, you're certainly well up that, that uh, progression in your own right. And, and I love watching the way that you're thinking about contributing and paying it forward to others in the form of entrepreneurship, in the form of mentoring, in the form of philanthropy. As you think about this stage of your career and the impact that you're creating, you know, what, what are the things that are the most important to you to be known for, to, to be, to what, what's that impact that you're ultimately looking to create in the world? I, I think the one thing um, that helped me get to where I am and connecting all the dots and, and allowing things to happen naturally is, is the ability to be fluid. Fluidity is a key, I feel like, and being able not to fight things when they happen, but trying to work with them uh-huh. and being able to have an open mind to things. Uh, what I'd like to see my entrepreneurs do um, as, as, as I grow up very young, uh, at a very young age where my dad was an entrepreneur, but he was a horrible one. And, and he stayed up late all the time and we never made any money. So 
And then when he comes home, he comes home in a bad mood because he didn't do any sales and he didn't do well. So what I want to do is teach entrepreneurs basically how to not be me when it, if they have kids, their kids doesn't have to suffer the way I suffered because my dad's entrepreneur. So that's when we're talking about the survival stage and going to stability stage where the business doesn't affect you as much. When you get home, you go home to your kids and be whether you did the biggest sale and you're the happiest or you had a bad day at work, it does not affect your kids. That's one thing. The second thing, being able to spend time with it, because most entrepreneurs are working 60 to 80 hours a week. And that was my dad. We never seen him because he's trying to build his business. Basically, working smart where you're working normal hours and you have a structure, you have an actual business. And you you're detaching yourself from it at certain point of the day so you can go and be with your family. How important is that balance between family and work, especially with entrepreneurs? Because the intention is always get the job done and you're almost measured by the, the level that you're willing to kill yourself. But everybody loses if you do that. You've got to have balance, right, Mo? What well, 100% because you can be successful in business and make a lot of money. Does that mean you're successful in life? I don't think so. You have to be successful. It has to be balanced. You have to be successful with your kids, with your wife, with your with your family, with your community before you're successful in business. It all it, it can't be one or the other. It has to be all it, everything has to match. It's a balance. As long as you do that, I think you will you, your business will succeed by itself when you stop chasing it. That that's that's so true. And you know, the last thing you want is to to get what you want at all costs only to have paid all costs and ha have no one around you to enjoy it with, or you know, they, it, you, you really have to make sure that on that entrepreneurial journey that you are thinking about yourself as a whole person and not just in this one category, because if you're only optimizing for success in that one area of your life, it's not going to be satisfying if, even if you do manage to, to get to the top of the mountain. And so that's a really, really important thought. How did you get to the government of Jordan? I mean, you, the relationships, you. how did you do that? I, I have a lot of relationships uh, with uh, with people I've done business with from the other side of the world. So when I came, when I went in there, they were able to introduce me to the platform that the government is putting together, and uh, and I provided tons of value for three days straight. And then they were able to introduce me to a bunch of people because they saw the value that that we are providing. And now and now they want to partner up with us and and do all those. Um, all those agreements, which which is a great, uh, I, I think. Um, in fact, a team of them is coming to visit Colorado in 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 July, which is a great for Colorado to introduce it to the other side of the world and bring visitors here to to Denver. So I'm very excited about that. That that's it, right? You, it's long term relationships and maintaining those relationships and nurturing those relationships and and seeing the value there. And it's adding tremendous value. It has to be both of those things because if it's not, if there's one without the other, then you're missing a huge piece of the puzzle. And that's exactly what 
why that continues to pay off over and over again for you, Mo. So I think that's a, a great place to to tie a bow around this, Mo. I, it's been I've been so looking forward to this conversation. Uh, everybody listening and watching, make sure you go and connect with Mo on social. Make sure you plug into what he shared on his link tree, because this is somebody who not only has that knowledge, but is somebody that builds relationships, that does what they say they're going to do, that is connectional in the way that he goes about things. And Mo, you've just been tremendously generous to me personally, to contact mapping with connections and with support. I'm so grateful for you. So it's been great having you on the show today. Mo Adwan, we, uh, we'll have to get you back here another time and we'll see you all next week. Would love to. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, <laughs> Very good job. We're not gone yet. That is so, so Rob Wilson's listening. Yeah. Rob, call him. You are, I'm just telling you, this guy's just starting a business and he's going to mess it up. If he doesn't call you on the phone, I am positive of it. He's on the screen. God had him watch this show for the very first time. It's just unbelievable. This is your guy, Rob, and all of you. I mean, it's incredible. And Scott Schilling, I'm telling you what, this guy is a legend. No one's done more from the back of a room. Um, do you remember when we met him? I do. I'll never forget. We were down in a, an event and, uh, He's speaking and I'm kind of rolling my eyes because he's the keynote speaker and I'm so arrogant and thinking I should have been the keynote speaker and Scott was. And all of a sudden in walks a guy named Bob Bodine, who is the most powerful man in the National Football League you've never heard of. That came out of the mouth of Roger Goodell. And he placed Deion Sanders, for the record, at the University of Colorado. And he walks by and all of a sudden he hears a voice. He goes, is that Scott Schilling? And I go, yeah, who is he? He goes, you don't know who Scott Schilling is? I go, well, no. He goes, the guy's unbelievable. So he made me go in and listen to the rest of the speech because he knew I was a, like an arrogant idiot that needed to learn something. <laughs> and it was all Scott Schilling. True story. Do you know that? True story. You were there. That is amazing. Uh, I love working with him. We've been, we've been a friends for a while and he's just tremendous. Amazing. Yeah, calling Christina for sure. Yeah, all of you. I mean, the guys, the guys, Mo is a beast, I'm telling you. And when you call somebody on the phone, uh, figure out what, what Mo's going to get. I mean, figure out a conversation where Mo wins too. Not you're just this little sponge, but you're actually given to him because the guy is all about contribution and you will not regret it, right? Exactly right. We love you, Mo. This was Thank fun, you. man. Thanks so this much. This is great. I appreciate you. Thank well, you, good. everyone. Can't wait to see you. Me all too. Right. Soon. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Love See you, you all. Week. Thanks. Bye-bye.